Hey everybody, this is Theophilus from TZ Coaching and you're listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Whether you're a dad that stays at home, works from home, or away from home, our roles are essential. To a son, it's an illustration of how life as a man is done. To a daughter, an example of the type of man to look for in the future. But in either case, a noble father stands firm for what he believes, leads with his actions, and embodies a healthy balance of body, mind, and spirit. He pushes himself hardest and commands his time respectfully because he knows how precious the present is. Join me as we discover what it means to live as a noble father. Hey, thank you for tuning in again. Uh, I don't normally release uh, episodes uh, midway through the week, but... um, there are some thoughts that I feel need to be put on, uh, put out there. And, um, yeah, I'm sure most of you already know what this, uh, may be about, uh, in the span of seven days, we've had, um, terrible, tragic events happen in different parts of the country, uh, different parts of America, um, And being a neighbor to that country is, you know, weighs heavily on me too. And I just, I've I've found that there is a great relation for the things that are going on with the state of fatherhood in the world that we live in. And so I hope to talk about some of those things on this episode because, you know, these are thoughts that everybody else is having and, um, I'm having to, and, uh, just be good to, to, um, yeah, use this as an opportunity to talk about the importance, uh, of, of, of fatherhood. Um, so I did some research into the last three, I'll just say the last three, um, this week we've seen elderly people in a supermarket Um, we've seen elderly people in a church and now we have children and just it's just terrible you know it's 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 uh it's not easy to grasp and to understand um and you know the interesting thing about this whole thing is that, you know, I, I grew up with this, um, desire to want to be a police officer. And so there was a time where uh, I went to school for criminal justice. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, you learn in, in, in those programs is critical thinking and, you know, causation and, and kind of like the ripple effects, just like, well, what does that mean? Well, what does that mean? And so I've kind of, you know, loosely, kind of looked at the whole situation to kind of identify, you know, what is the state of the thing of, of, of this whole issue? You know, um, I want to talk about the three things that I've seen that, you know, needs to be present for something so heinous to, um, take place. And, you know, Hopefully this will inform you and give you a sense of what, yeah, yeah. Forgive me for 
fumbling with my words because, you know, I have a lot of thoughts in there and I do want to get them out. And so, so number one, there has to be some, some form of injustice. And so if we look at the, the three suspects, they have something in them that feels like they were wronged. And so in the case of the Buffalo shooting and the, um, and, and the Uvalde shooting is that both of them, young, young kids, I'll use Uvalde for, for an example. The most troubling thing about the Uvalde shooting is that the, the, the suspect in the articles that you read online about him make no mention of a father and only just this, you know, frayed relationship with his mother. And evidently, if he was able to do what he did to his grandmother, then there was a strain in that relationship as well. That is a great injustice to that suspect. I'm not showing sympathy for the shooter. I mean, I am. I'm not saying what he did was right or correct. But there's blame to be shared amongst people who are associated with the shooter. Now, the Buffalo shooter, this kid, sounds like he came from a great family. The only thing is, is just a huge disconnect between him and his family. It sounded like his family did not know who he was. And there's even quotes online that says, you know, like, oh, my parents know little about me. And um, I just, you know, it, it comes back to fatherhood for that parenthood. Disconnected. Parents were probably working super hard and didn't know much about their children. Um, I'll let you do your own research into those things um, about the relationships and stuff. Uh, it doesn't come down to video games or violent video games. Anyways, injustice is number one. Number two is a motive. Because of the injustice, well, what would be what would be the motive? Well, in the case of the Buffalo shooting and the Uvalde shooting, is that both suspects probably had no will, no other recourse in life, and. It's easy to go down rabbit holes when nobody seems to care about you. You feel lonely. You know, in the case of the Uvalde shooting, he was bullied and picked on at school for a speech impediment. Friends are hard to come by, and, you know, he was already displaying the signs of, of self-harm and also making hints that he was going to do something to other people. So the motive here for them is attention. They are lacking attention. They have not they have not got any attention. And so lastly, you've got the injustice, you've got the motive, and now you need the opportunity. Well, America is the best place to do that, isn't it? How easy is it for these two 18-year-olds and then even the, 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 the Irvine um, shooter? It's like, how hard is it to get a gun legally as an 18 year old and I'm, t I'm and these these kids are already 18 just to give you a sense they're already 18 they've amassed this great treasure trove of firearms ammunition military equipment and 
it gives you a sense of how easy it is to do something like this. I'm blown away by how easy it is to just do that. In, in the articles that I'm reading about this, it's like, man, illegal magazines, shotguns, I, I just, it's terrible to think the effect that fatherhood has on individuals and not just that now that now these kids, their parents are now without children. I'm not sure how we're going to learn. America spends billions, billions of dollars on military spending every single year. And just with the state of the world and how things are going right now, mental health is uh, very overlooked. And we're now at ahead. We're now at the pinnacle of, of this issue. Is that we're, we're seeing just how sad and how low we can get as a society if the money that was being spent on the military every single year was diverted or used in other areas like education mental health services for parents lowering the social demand of parents in the family unit so that they can be more present with their children we wouldn't have this this isn't only merely a a conversation about gun gun rights uh, about the ease of access to guns this goes beyond you got to go beyond to the mental health to the fatherhood there's there's no there's no one singular thing that is to blame for this You can go so much deeper with all with all of these issues. We'll take the take the Buffalo shooting as an example. The parents had no idea, zero, zero clue that their son was amassing this this armory of, of weapons. And you know, hundreds of dollars worth of body armor to their house. To the house. And it's easy for the parents to just say, oh, you know, um, you know, you try your best as a parent and something went wrong. But like, if you listen to his own words, he says, my parents know little about me. They don't know about the hundreds of silver ounces I've had or the hundreds of dollars I've spent on ammo. They don't know that I've spent close to $1,000 on random military stuff. They don't even know I own a shotgun or an AR-15 or illegal magazines. We just take them at face value, you know? We just uh, believe them, you know? Think that we can pay them off and, you know, give them what they want and, you know, chop, chop, and we're done, you know? But this is a perfect example of a lack of presence in the family. 
of the parent in the family that this child felt insignificant to the point where he goes down rabbit holes like this and something so heinous as shooting up a supermarket becomes a reality or becomes a a viable option for them to escape so parents out there fathers mothers the child that you have before you is not just a commodity or a financial investment you make into the future this is a person that can do great good or very heinous bad and so your responsibility in the unity of the marriage in the upbringing of your children in the example that you are setting for your kids is extremely important this whole situation can be blamed not blamed on parents it's generational because yeah we can't just blame the parents either right well, how far up do you want to go up the parents before them probably exhibited some of these things and so not just do laws have to change but also human behavior needs to change parental behavior needs to change mental health we have a huge issue with that parents need to d exhibit good mental health and just the use of technology these 18 year olds probably had access uninhibited access to the internet and they can see and watch whatever it is they want if you know the places to go you'll be able to find whatever content you want to find and that's the sad reality the sites that check to see if you're 18 year old or whatever like it's easy to lie it's easy to trick those and so we really need to rein those things in we need to set our children early on those path of of steering them away from things like that because it only takes a little it takes a little bit of a thing to pique an interest and then suddenly you're down this chain of rabbit holes gore pornography harm there's there's tons of things out there that their young minds are not ready for and so we can blame social media now we can blame technology for the state of these shootings for the the things that we're seeing now it's just notoriety instantly this news is put out before thousands millions of people and so it's a platform it really is a platform for them to voice their concerns and show their distaste for this world that they live in it is not an easy place the Uvalde shooter was cutting his face being bullied making jokes about shooting kids and telling kids they, they need to watch out we need to stop marginalizing these people we all do it let's just be honest and say we all do it there are those that we stay away from or avoid because 
we're not used to it or it rubs us the wrong way or it's just outside of our own comfort zone. But what we don't realize is those people are human beings too and they have feelings. So I'm not really sure what else needs to be said on this topic. I hope that some of the words that I've put out here resonate with you and that it gives you some kind of reassurance that you're not the only person feeling this way. As a parent and seeing my kids, you know, I, I worry. I am scared. Like, what do we do? What do you do as a human, as, as mankind to get through this? Yes, we can attack the gun laws. But something else needs to give. There's always going to be that opportunity. Nobody, nothing's stopping somebody from grabbing a knife and doing it. So yes, we can take away the opportunity, but we also need to take away the motive. We also need to take away the injustice. Right? We have... There's... There's many people that can be blamed for these situations. All of the bullies of the Uvaldi kid can be used, can be seen as partly responsible for what's happened. Teachers that turned a blind eye, principals that turned a blind eye. Ultimately, the blame comes down to each and every single one of us, and that is the cold hard truth. So I encourage you to think about this deeply um, as it's troubled me. Hopefully um, it troubles you a little bit because you know what? It's on us. Fathers, we need to do better. And I say that because I'm, I'm, I'm just as guilty as you are. We have a grave responsibility and we can't overlook it. So thank you for this time. Thank you for sitting here with me, listening to some of these thoughts that I have. And if you want to have a conversation about these things, you know, let me know. Reach out to me. Um, again, also, if you're a father who's looking to, um, you know, be in a space where you can be held and speak about some of the things and thoughts that are going through your mind um, tomorrow, Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific time. That's 7 p.m. Eastern time. I hold space for fathers and it's just a wonderful space to be held unconditionally and to just make make friends. And it's a beautiful space. Um, growing as fathers is one of the, the things that I've been called to serve and an audience that I've called to serve. And, um, and so every little bit counts. Getting the words that we have out enables our children to get the words they have out and for us to really clue into how to be better. And so I just wanted to make that invitation if you're interested in that please uh shoot me a message and i'd love to invite you out to that all right so um have a great rest of the week and um yeah until next time please show your support for the noble father podcast by recommending the podcast to your family and friends you can also subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review. 
And also, if you know a father who is interested in a regular meetup every week where they can show up authentically and share the best parts of themselves, some of the struggles they're going through, some of the wins that they have, and even some lessons to bless other fathers with, and um, also have them in our Facebook community, um, just a bunch of men who genuinely care about one another and just share space and hold it for one another. Thank you very much for listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Until next time, bye for now.